Hi, I'm Dr. Carson Felkel, a board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. I specialize in integrated behavioral health, including the collaborative care model, population health, quality, and health policy. Today's podcast serves to begin a series devoted initially to increasing behavioral health access and collaborative care to all specialties of medicine, but most importantly, primary care. In order to propose a solution to increase mental health access, let me first identify the multifaceted systemic problem. There's a growing mental health disease burden in our country. Recent news out of the CDC indicated a fall in U.S. life expectancy with increases in rural death rates largely attributed to suicide, opioid use, and cardiovascular disease. There's horrifically poor access to mental health care. Only 20% of adult patients with mental health conditions are seen by a mental health specialist, making primary care in the emergency department the de facto mental health clinic. Complicating this issue is that primary care providers are largely untrained to treat mental health conditions. They just did not receive much training in medical school and residency programs. As a result, only 10 to 25% of patients seen in primary care for mental health conditions receive effective care, yet primary care providers prescribe 80% of psychotropic medications. There will never be enough mental health prescribers. In North Carolina around 2012, they were already 980 short. The workforce is aging, there's systemic underfunding, the lack of parity in mental health care law creates insurance carve-outs, which further limits patients' access to services. As a psychiatrist, I could be working in a primary care clinic and not be allowed to see the same patients. In my co-located pediatric clinic, Medicaid's local medical entity refused to credential me for the longest time, I believe ultimately to save money. Quality measures in behavioral health are at least 10 years behind the rest of medicine. Outcome measures have been understudied and underutilized, leading to an over-reliance on one or two process measures that do not ensure actual quality performance. Most accountable care organizations have neglected to build in mental health services in this move to value, except Cornerstone Healthcare, where I've led a health integration team. As a specialty, we psychiatrists tend to isolate ourselves to heightened security on electronic medical records. We don't always understand accurate HIPAA laws and often don't take the time to communicate with other providers. Physicians in all specialties are burning out as medicine has become increasingly siloed and the emphasis has moved towards a patient-centric perspective and not towards a relationship-centered view of the provider-patient dyad, leading to further deterioration in communication and loss of active listening skills. For far too long, healthcare has treated the mind and body as two separate entities and has also neglected the social determinants of health, which are generally accepted to have the greatest overall impact on health. Lastly, people do not get healthy in the hospital. They thrive in their communities, neighborhoods, and associations. Care has just been targeting the wrong places. So what is the vision for moving forward? Working simultaneously on both a population health level, community level, and micro-individual level, access to high-quality, integrated, whole-person health will be achieved. The solution must come in the form of an integrated one, as a reductionistic, siloed approach misses the multiplying and bi-directional effect each problem brings to the complex challenge. A good example of this is the diabetic patient with depression. Both chronic conditions exacerbate each other and success only occurs through addressing both conditions at the same time. Basically, a culture change in medicine is needed. 
Psychiatry should evolve into an integrated behavioral health service that's able to intertwine itself with all other health system service lines to take care of the most challenging patients throughout. In order to expand its bandwidth, a telehealth hub should be created, including consulting psychiatrists, psychologists, behavioral health care managers, who are usually social workers, pharmacists, and nutritionists. All primary care and even specialty care can utilize these telehealth consults. For example, in specialty care with CMS's new hip and knee bundle payment, a behavioral health team should be working alongside the orthopedics to target the outlying patients failing to progress after surgery. All patients in this model will be placed into a registry and followed until remission of behavioral health symptoms are achieved. This podcast series will be developed to provide a clear evidence-based treatment guideline and psychopharmacology recommendations for different populations. When simple curbside consults are needed, an e-consult system should be in place for chart reviews and basic recommendations. At Cornerstone Healthcare, this was my first implementation as I wanted all system providers to know I worked alongside them and had their back. We are a team. In higher disease burden clinics or teaching clinics, a care manager should be co-located and a collaborative care model will be utilized. This best practice model has the most evidence of the integrated care models for improving response and remission of depression and anxiety in primary care. Our clinics at Cornerstone have a response or remission rate of 60 to 70%. Care managers not only work through population health registries, but also work on the individual level, creating shared patient goals, addressing both the mental and physical health needs, and connecting patients to their community supports. From a systems level, This collaborative care model ensures that positive PHQ-9 screening quality measures are achieved, acted upon, and results delivered. This is also how we begin to implement our alcohol and substance use screening questionnaires in primary care. Opioid use disorder screening must happen in the near future. In a next generation ACO, an advanced outcome measure is depression remission at 12 months, a measure very difficult to achieve without a thorough system in place. In studies of collaborative care, primary care providers' satisfaction also improves when they know that a mental health provider is readily available to perform a warm handoff if needed. Providers in my pediatric and OBGYN practices frequently tell me how much their practice has improved from just knowing I'm available if they need help. Our pediatric providers have even started screening for depression in mothers using the Edinburgh Depression Screen because they know our perinatal depression team will take over mother's care if needed. From my own perspective, working closely with hundreds of providers, our developed relationship allows them to also feel comfortable sharing with me their struggles with burnout and compassion fatigue. I have nearly a full day's clinic of employees and their family members. I believe that in order to help others, we must first take care of our own. I'm also a facilitator for the American Academy of Communication and Healthcare, which addresses many of these issues through a culture shift in how we practice routine medical care, listening for the patient's perspective on their illness and creating a shared goals plan. Both patient and provider satisfaction scores go up. From an emergency department boarding and overutilization perspective, Humana recently found an integrated and collaborative approach in Tampa, Florida, Their program reduced emergency department visits by 306%. Intermountain Healthcare found that using the collaborative care model allowed them over 10 years to reduce ED visits from 23 to 18 visits per 100 person years. Additionally, 
Depression screening rates increased from 24 to 46%. Compliance with the diabetes bundle increased from 195 to 24.6%. And total savings was $157 million over 11 years. This collaborative care model has been so successful that CMS has created new G-codes to compensate primary care for the non-face-to-face registry, outcome-based, step-level of care work that goes on behind the scenes between the care manager and the consulting psychiatrist. These G-codes will hopefully soon be adopted by private payers and Medicaid, perhaps even as a bundled payment. In the meantime, I've had some limited success with being reimbursed. However, co-insurance and co-payments remain the biggest barrier for patients. Because securing funding streams for behavioral health is the biggest challenge, I suggest two different approaches. Integrated behavioral health services can be delivered solely for value-based contracts, MSSP or next-gen patients. Additionally, developing and selling a corporate wellness behavioral health plan for a PMPM fee will allow for the upscaling of a program as well as addressing a top cause of disability, major depression. I have preliminary evidence that large companies are becoming increasingly interested in caring for their employees' behavioral health needs and thus keeping employees at work and premiums down. Lastly, in light of the incredibly broken mental health system, I view today as holding the largest opportunity to reimagine how the system should be recreated in a new, more effective, and creative way. As I've done in North Carolina, the large institutions need to interface with the community supports and strengths already in place. Peer support groups must be established and community connectors often need to be connected further to the institutions. Mental health teams can be created and supported in religious and community institutions, as I have done in my own church through a partnership with Duke Health Collaborative. Through this team, we've already avoided several inpatient psychiatric hospitalizations. County, state, and federal governments must also be leveraged and involved. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and please visit my Behavioral Health Access Collaborative Care for All Specialties website, and stay tuned for more to come.